0: The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my friend Sandra Bernstein. How are you doing, Sandra?
0: Hey, Brian. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. We've got a special guest on. Um, um, They're all
0: special, I but know, this is a very know, special one.
1: Okay, I'm going to let you introduce her then.
0: <laughs> no, go ahead, you.
1: <laughs> go ahead. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so we have Deirdre Bourdais on today, and all I am really excited about is to talk to her and see if it's really true that she holds a record in the Guinness Book of World Records.
2: (laughs) Ooh, is that true? Not to my knowledge, but that would be great. Are you sure?
1: Okay, I thought I saw a picture of you wearing a... Go, uh, one oh, of that's those.
2: right! I almost forgot about that. Well, it's possible the record's been broken since. Wait now. a minute!
1: So oh wait a minute! God. So this is true. You? How <laughs> do you forget that? Yes. Well,
2: when I explain it, you'll. you'll okay. See. Here okay. you go.
1: Okay. Oh, just, you
2: want me to say it? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I was not alone in winning this record. I hold it with I think three hundred and fifty. Six other people, it was the world record in longest continuous toast. Like one person starts a toast, oh, to the toast, turns to the right, and it went 350. <laughs> I think it was around that, maybe 370. Oh my gosh, yeah. where did that happen? At Charles Krug Winery. Um, God, I don't remember what year that was.
1: 2013, I think.
2: Wow, it's
0: been a while.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's possible that it's been broken since then. Who
0: I would do it again?
2: There is a totally competing a contingent thing? somewhere in Asia? Yes, cuz I think we, the record we broke was some some group that had gotten together I don't remember where, and I don't want to guess. But it was in Asia, somewhere in the mountains. Do you have to say
0: something while you're toasting, or you just clink the? No, next No, but person's there is glance. a
2: technique that they make you follow. <laughs> okay. it's Can very you describe it? Oh my god, I'm not sure I remember. Okay. That was too long ago.
0: <laughs> but we practiced. Hilarious. We practiced you it had before. To practice. Yes. because oh no right. one it's could like mess the up. The wave, right? It's like yes. the San exactly Francisco like that. wave of the Giants.
1: No, that's what I think they call it. The wave. It's something like that. It's, like, that. it's like a specific way that the you have to. The wine wave. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're
0: right. That's so funny.
1: Um, I, you know, when I was, um, I was backpacking through Spain one time and I met this girl in, in the Ramblas in Barcelona and she was the world record holder for greetings, saying good morning, good morning. And then she was actually on Good Morning America one day. I saw her because I thought, I was just like, oh, uh, she's kind of crazy. like Wait a
0: second. What did, how many times she says good I mean, morning it or was the like, way she was, says good morning? It was in the or?
1: tens of thousands. Thousands of greetings that she had done like in in one day or something. I don't know. Um, But I I thought she was full of shit. And then I actually saw her on Good Morning America. And she was on there because she held this record. That's hilarious. There's a lot of weird records out there. Yeah. Sorry, but I just thought that was really funny. I I I saw that picture of you. But
0: we could, you probably have another record, world record, of the most unique global dishes eaten. Maybe... Not next to Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, no, no, no. But Bourdain, Bourdain, it's like a, you know, it's not a far stretch. It's
2: not. I'm actually right below him in the Vassar
0: alumni directory. Is that true? true. That's or that's Larry. At least yeah, the last one I have. Oh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, see, that's like a third thing. So I, um, I had the pleasure of getting to know you on a slow boat to Vietnam. It wasn't that slow, though. Um, I think, didn't we start in Hong Kong? Yeah. We started in Hong Kong, ended in Singapore. And that was such an amazing, amazing trip. It was. And we were on Silver Seas. I think that's right. Silver Seas Cruise Line. And we had about 10 people or 12 people. It was a small group. And it was fun. We all got along really well. We all made it to happy hour. Um, we ate a lot of great food. We did. And I had a lot of really fun plans on that trip. And I don't know, I have some weird memories from it, but it was such an incredible experience to be in. Um, did I say Japan? I meant Vietnam. Oh, good, good. in Vietnam. Um, the cooking class and then driving behind the people in the little motor cars, the full fully dressed costumed women. Um, they took us on that food tour it was wild it was a great trip. that was a great trip it was fun very special it was really fun what a great group but you have just kind of like gone all over the globe since then
2: well I wouldn't say that places I've been to a lot of places but yeah there's still so many on the list it's a little bit overwhelming but it is yeah but actually I think that same year I wound up going back to Vietnam just very briefly but I was going to Myanmar and Thailand, and spending more time in Hong Kong, because that little taste we had on our cruise was not enough. No, it wasn't. It was amazing.
0: So what, um, recently, what have you, where have you been that you just, like, is etched in your mind? Well, most recently, well, I'm
2: not sure if it's most recently, but one of the most memorable ones I went on recently was a trip to southern Italy and Sicily. Oh, It was, uh, I'd never been to Sicily. And I had only been to Sardinia in Southern Italy. Oh, and so I we got to go Sicily. to the Amalfi coast and oh. we spent some time around Matera. And then uh, we went to Sicily for like a whole week.
0: Tormina. Yep. We spent oh a couple my days God. there. So cute. Oh, did you Stunning. go to Mount Edna? Edna? I did
2: not go that day. Okay. We were supposed to go, but okay. I had to do some work actually. So okay. I, I have
0: a friend who has a winery there. Ah. Um, who oh, actually. What? I do. Why is it the first who time I've
1: been hearing about this? That
0: is not the first time because we carried his wine out of state.
1: Vinnie really? Biondi. Oh.
0: oh, yeah. Yes, yes. They actually came to a state. They came to California. Oh. But actually, on the cruise that I did that was in Sicily, we created a winemaker lunch at the museum in Tormina. They came down from Mount Etna with their wines. I got this outside patio room for all our guests, and we had this incredible winemaker lunch wow. that, that day. Is. It was amazing. But, oh, I loved, I loved, I loved Sicily.
2: It was a special place. It was, it's so unique. I mean, it's part of Italy, sort of, but not really. You know, it's got right. its own thing going on. It does. The dishes just have such a unique kind of combination of flavors. And the people were so great. People were great. So welcoming.
0: Um, and the on your trips, like, I know the top goal is
2: eating excellent food.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually the the
2: impetus Uh for the trip is like, who's got great food. We need to go there (laughs) right? and (laughs) And eat it all.
1: And drinking good wine. It sounds like, I mean, if you're a fan of Gigondas and you're, you're in Italy. Yeah. Then yeah. yeah, Wine and food must be important.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good.
0: (laughs) And do you research before you go? I do. Yeah. I mean,
2: my, I think I've kind of got it dialed in now. My, my preferred approach is I'll research a little bit, you know, myself on the internet find out what's you know what are the specialties what is this area known for what are the wines in this area to kind of get a sense of what I'm most interested in and then I also do research to try and find a local expert because there's no way I'm going to be able to research everything on the internet yeah. you need to get somebody local who can really go deep on the things you're interested in because you don't know what you're going right. to see or you're not going to recognize things you're not going to know what questions even to ask until you're there no. and you can't you can't Communi- often you can't communicate right. with the locals unless you have a fixer, uh, kind of go between. So, I do research on the place and sort of to get an overview, and then also to find somebody who's going to be the person.
1: Well, and yeah, so- t- I didn't remember Sandra talking about meeting some guy under a bridge one day. Yeah. That, <laughs> <said> <laughs> that was
0: in Italy. Yeah. That was in Italy and yeah. near Bologna, Modena. Yeah. Yeah. But in Japan, we, um, I don't want to say we rented a guy, but kind of we did. <laughs> we rented a tour guide uh, through ViaTour. Mm-hmm. And he was, and actually, even in Vietnam, I, I rented, not rented, but hired, hired. Um, those two college kids. And oh, yeah. they took us on. Um, we went and had some noodle soup. Yeah, they and took and us to their favorite little, little cafe place that they sit. You know, but yeah, those tour companies are great and or finding like someone that is an expert in the area because when you're just traveling, you can waste so much precious time just trying to figure it out. Absolutely. And you don't know always what you're missing till you get home. And someone says, oh, did you go to Mount Edna? And there's only so much stomach room, it, too, while you're there. You have true. to make
2: the most, or you don't, yeah. I mean, I have to make right. the most. <laughs> well, you have a very little stomach.
0: <laughs> no, not true, not true. Well, you have an, a bottomless I like got a hollow leg. It's right. that's exactly that that's
1: what I know. It is. Sandra, have you ever seen Joey Chestnut, the hot dog eating championship? He's not a huge guy, <laughs> really? so first, there's it's one of those weird things about the human body that you can small people can eat a ton of food if they want,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So can large people. This is well, we know that, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> no,
1: wait, so, Deirdre, how is it that you're able to do all this traveling? Who, Who's how are you paying your bills on your day-to-day life?
2: So my day job is I work for myself. I am a basically a writer for hire. I mostly work with food and wine businesses to write or edit or, you know, create something written for their businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. But I'm my own boss. And so when I get a vacation request, I approve it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's, I love it. That's kind of how that works. <laughs> my clients that's are very... My, I have
2: the best clients. They're, they're so understanding and appreciative and you know they know that I mean if there's something important it's going to get done they don't need to worry but you know I communicate with them they know I'm going to be gone that's also
0: the lawyer in you you Yeah. yeah you know that you got to get it done yeah yeah exactly and deadlines and people need what they need but traveling is fascinating because writing you can do it anywhere unless you have to have photos with it exactly yeah yeah but it's something and you know sometimes your writing could be even inspired by being in these oh amazing definitely places
2: yeah especially for like some of the most of my work is writing but uh, i do a couple of other projects from time to time that are recipe development work for other people so i have this one ongoing client where i create recipes for their wine club to pair with the wines that they're oh, releasing with their great. people so when i travel it's fantastic because i get all, tasting these new combination of flavors these dishes getting ideas mm-hmm. so it is you know it's related
1: that's and so great. are you the one that's actually doing the recipe testing
2: uh yes so <laughs> you so you will take someone's <laughs> recipe
1: and you're in your kitchen at home or are you in a commercial oh, no, no. kitchen
2: Mm-mm, no i'm writing the recipe
1: you're so writing the i'm recipe.
2: writing and i'm making sure it's going to work okay for the home cook who's going to get it with their wine from right. Right. so
0: you're creating it from scratch right like mm-hmm. making something up totally mm-hmm. or well, I mean, nothing's adapting ever, right ever yeah yeah invented, adapting something that goes right. with the wine yeah yeah exactly very cool yeah, it's fun. It's, very it's a good very combination. Yeah. I like it
2: a lot better than lawyering.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I know, guess. was that
1: scary to w- I'm sh- cuz I imagine you went to school for and became a, a, a lawyer, oh, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you um, uh, pass the bar as well? I did. I practiced and law for
2: almost 10 years actually,
1: all told. Oh my god, how old are you? You do not look old enough I to know. be a pra- <laughs> I know. It's okay, true. Okay, and she no, I know. Okay. Okay, no I didn't at all. Okay. You don't I'm age. not age. Ask that. But then oh, bless you. No, you don't. At some point you just decided this isn't for me and
2: Yeah. Well, I knew before I went to law school that I was going to hate it and I didn't want to be a lawyer long term, (sighs) but it was more of a stepping stone. And at the time I went to law school, you could still go to law school and not have the loan for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I I was a California native, so I got to go to Berkeley as a, you know, in-state person, even though I hadn't been living in California right before. So I got a great deal on my law school education and it was an awesome one. And I came out and started making great money, but... I knew I hated it. No soul. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So a couple years in, I actually switched to part-time lawyering, which was good because then I could still make decent, you know, I could pay my bills. Right. Barely. But then I had time to pursue other things and try and figure out what I want, how I was going to work with food and wine in a way that... Actually, would be self-sustaining. So it took me a number of years to like build up to that point, and it was really scary to finally let go of that. Mm-hmm. But I did it a couple years ago. What was that? Twenty fifteen? Now. Can so. you
0: pick up a part-time lawyering gig every once in a while? I
2: can't now because I am an inactive status, so I'm okay. not licensed <laughs> to practice law or give legal advice. <laughs> I didn't know
0: if there was any kind of you have I, to. If I still had up.
2: my license, I totally could. Okay. Yeah, but so, I But don't. you have to renew it year after year, mm-hmm. okay. and you have to continue to do your educational okay. requirements to keep it. Wow! That
0: up. Wow! So. Yeah, I don't
1: blame you. And why Food and Wine? So if you're gonna move out of something that's making you a ton of money, and you're gonna follow something that you're more passionate about and that you enjoy on a daily basis, what was it about Food and Wine? What was it? What What in your history, in your childhood or whatever, um, had you that excited about Food and Wine to to let go of your law practice and and go into that direction
2: well i have always loved food and wine i was a total glutton as a child i loved eating i loved cooking my brother one of my brothers and i would make our snacks after school and i was always making the fattest hamburger i could so the (laughs) thing never cooked through all the way but it was like i needed it to be three inches thick so i always (laughs) loved eating and like it has always been in my mind and then the real th- when I got really serious about it was when I was studying abroad in France. I was a French major in college. So you had to go to France, which is why I became a French major. So <laughs> while I was there, though, I was really not feeling the academic programs that I was in. So I decided to go. Why don't I go to culinary school? Because you can go to culinary school there, have an amazing background. You know, so much of the world cooking is based or inspired by French right. cuisine. It's a great, you know, background to have. So that's what I did. I dropped out of college to do that in Paris. And then wow. Wait, what do your
1: parents say about that? You about know, all of it's these amazing. moves, amazing. I couldn't believe it. I,
2: believe it or not, they were more supportive of the uh, culinary school than the law school. My mom was really upset, and I told her I was going to go to law school. She was so
0: disappointed in me. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's such an re, uh, opposite yeah. reaction. I
2: sure. know, but She's they were so supportive. I mean, they're, 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 I have the best parents. They were super supportive oh. and always encouraged us to do whatever we wanted to do. So,
0: Did your brother Thanks, go guys. into food? as well no he's okay. still he just likes to eat it as well okay.
2: <laughs> all three of us actually are really into food Good, and cooking yeah
0: my my family too we're the same way we're just love to eat love to go out love to dine what's not to love yeah exactly exactly And so
1: you're actually learned. so you were you were trained in france at a culinary school yes and at that point no more w- when do you decide maybe it, what I should do is just travel around and eat and write. Like, how is that? Is that like, is that something you're thinking? Like maybe not I could actually make that happen or no,
2: not immediately. Originally okay. I thought, okay, maybe I would like to be a chef. And then of course, mm. while in culinary school, I learned what that entails. And I was like, Nope. Wait, don't and tell me, do that how then.
1: did you learn that? I'm curious. Well, they don't
2: hide it from you. At least at Cordon Bleu, they did not hide it from you. Right. They, they, you know, you hear, stories and they say, yeah, when you start working in a kitchen, you're going to be peeling potatoes in the basement for the, like the first right. three years. And then maybe you get to start making some salad. And it's like, that doesn't sound very appealing. And you're yeah. going to have, you know, the lifestyle was very clear. Like, you knew what you're getting into. So I was like, you know, maybe there's a, maybe that's not the best place for me. Maybe I could be a food writer is what occurred to me. Cause I've always loved writing and reading. And so I was like, well, that seems like a good combination of interest and, and skill set. So that was originally my plan when I finished college.
0: Did you ever think about being a restaurant reviewer? Yes, I did. Oh. I thought again I thought, that would be brilliant. But then if well, you again, could do a restaurant review for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I
1: have a feeling biased, of course. It might <laughs> end well for you.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> No, Uh, I
2: was into that for a while, but then again, I learned about what that actually looks like day to day, and it's tarred. It
0: doesn't look fun.
2: I used to write a little column of covering with Table Hopper. I did the 707 Scout when she first started uh, that little thing, and so I got to write about, not really reviews, but just kind of covering the news, which was fun, but even that was like, oh my God, you just you're eating constantly all the time and you just kind of want to be able to make your own choices on what you're eating. Well,
1: for me, reviewing is, is one of those weird things. And I never really thought about it. You know, I grew up with working in restaurants and Michael Bauer would sneak in every now and then and do the reviews. And, um, it seems like a weird job because at this point in my life, I can not imagine going to a restaurant and then writing something negative about the restaurant and putting it out there in the world it just doesn't seem like something that it's not kind no No. and even though i think what they do now is is what people say they do is they go to the restaurant three times you know all you know one time on a sunday morning and one time on a saturday and then one time on a tuesday just so they get a well-rounded and so they feel like they get a more honest opinion but I sort of think if you really love the restaurant, write about it. If you didn't love the restaurant, don't don't promote it. Just pass on it, right? I mean, it seems like... Yeah.
0: Or, like, could you imagine a restaurant review where maybe they did go two or three times and they did eat and there were some issues and in the review, the reviewer would say... Yes, and we sat down with the chef and we discussed their sole mounier and the fact that they were using too much butter and he agreed and they're going to cut back. Or Like there's a dialogue where there's someone helping and someone learning or someone teaching. And I think, you know, those negative things that are written about just have continued on to Yelp, to TripAdvisor, you know, to OpenTable and kind of have really opened it up for people to unfortunately be more be negative
1: yeah, that's true you know it's yeah. such
0: a happy occasion when you're eating and you're you know fulfilling your soul and you know wanting to do that I mean and there's something else to be said about you know keeping people away from you know places that might get you sick but but that's the health department's job. Exactly yes. right. Yeah. That's but, the plaque. And my window. favorite
1: review is whenever you find a really nasty review, is to go look at that person's other reviews exactly. of the, the dry cleaning and yes. their local market and the, every place they went. They hate everybody. They hate everything right. and <laughs> <That's> everyone. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's
2: totally it true. Is true.
1: It's True. So so now, what is it you, you do on a day-to-day basis right now as far as the uh, writing for uh, different food? I don't know, magazines, um, papers. What is it? Who are you working for now?
2: I usually don't work with, with any kind of publications or press. I don't really? write for magazines or at all anymore. And I don't do that kind of work. Journalistic all, work. I work uh, directly with the company. The uh-huh. company hires me to help write their website, write a bio, write a brochure for them, uh, write a recipe for them. Uh-huh. Can you give
1: us an example? Um, well, like one of the recent things that you did.
2: Well, one of the biggest things I'm working on recently is working with someone who's writing a book. So that's, that's not about food or wine. So that's a bad example, but, um, let's see.
0: That's it. Right, but it's right. Well, I mean,
2: often, yeah. Okay. Something very common thing I do is write e-blasts. Someone mm. is releasing some new wines and they need to write up, you know, the message to the clients, the introduction of the wines some sort of nice spin on the wines, some sort of modified tasting note about the wines do you I taste mean,
0: the wines and then write the note yeah usually okay
2: I mean sometimes no if it's like the winemaker right gives the gives notes you the and it's like, this is the winemaker speaking in the evening mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go with you know their aromatic descriptions mm-hmm. and just kind of polish them up a little bit so yeah so that's a lot of that that's a lot of what I do I mean you know just building websites for people
1: Oh, really? You're involved in that as well?
2: I mean, I'll help them sort of formulate, With, what do you need to say on this website? Like, what are your sections of content that you want to say? What are the key points that you want to convey on it? Right. I don't build the websites, though. I, right. I right. Like okay, you're more of a communicator. Professionals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's great. And so...
2: It's a lot of variety, too.
0: And and you've gotten to a place now where we're going to make you commit. <gasps> Uh-oh. On Uh-oh. the air today in front of all of our listeners that you are coming up with Deirdre Bourdais original. Da-da-da-da.
2: Yes, I'm actually going to call it the Wanderlust Supper Club.
0: Aww. It's going to be a
2: series of e-cookbooks sort of inspired by the the travels that I do and love in my life, which is seriously the source of some of my greatest joy. You go to some place that has a great food culture. You taste the local dishes you meet the local people you find out what the traditions are there you taste the local wines you you find out you know how do people eat here what does their life look like and then you come home and you try and replicate it at home and it's always more fun to try and do that when you have friends over so you can share your stories from the trip you can you know maybe have some, yeah exactly show some pictures maybe you brought something back in your suitcase that you could Mm -hmm. open up and share uh with your friends and so this is basically a cookbook that's written specifically for that purpose you're having a dinner party You're cooking these dishes, which are regional specialties of the themed dinner place, whichever one you bought. And it's written, all the instructions are written in an order that you would do them to throw a dinner party. So not one recipe right after the other, but it's like three days before you make your marinated olives. Two days before you make your dessert. You know, whatever. Very specific and detailed. It's supposed to be like really just just follow the instructions. Nothing is complicated. Just go in order and you'll be fine. And you'll get to spend your time with your guests instead of frantically... You know, pulling things together and forgetting your garnishes.
0: And it gives you the whole shopping list up front at one time. Mm -hmm. So you know that. And it's an ebook, which I think, you know, people appreciate. They're, you know, on their tablets or on their phones, and you can be anywhere while you're shopping and getting your things. And I think that's really cool.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I mean, there'll be some pictures, of course, but like, you know, ideally I'll send people elsewhere to the internet where there's many beautiful pictures right. it won't have to be a gigantic ebook for them to hang on to and pull out in right. the kitchen.
0: No, yeah, that, that's logical.
2: Yeah. And this stuff, you know, the other key point is trying to make these things be doable. So it right. needs to be easy and it needs to be using ingredients that people can get here in the States. Because obviously you're not going to be able to pull, you know, most people in the United States aren't going to be able to go pick up a fresh Branzino and roast it whole. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's not... Right to be that kind of dish, no, there's, there's stuff that you can Brand approximate. Zino shop
0: on the corner.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, ari's getting it from somewhere for a Glen Ellen Star, right?
2: You know, Osprey in Napa actually has it from time Did to they? time. Right? Yeah, well, but, but, but we live—we live, we are, live yeah. in we're, a yeah, really special it. it's place. Not yeah. one no. It's not for country residents. It's for people who live in the United States and have right. a credit card and an internet connection. Right. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I like the fact that it's an ebook because, th- and uh, I'm in the wrong place to start talking badly about cookbooks. Yes, but you are. But I have so many cookbooks (laughs) and I love, you know, mostly I love looking at the pictures and if they don't have pictures, I isn't that bad that I lose interest in in looking through the different recipes because a lot of my eating is visually based. I love beautiful food. And so I love when I get to see in cookbooks the end product. Oh, it's going to look like this when it's done. Oh, my God. I want to make that because mm-hmm. I'll eat anything so it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter if it whatever is in it but um I end up with so many cookbooks because I buy these books almost like coffee table books or like photography books because I love all these pictures and then I end up with all these books that I've even if I've made all the recipes in them <laughs> I don't know what to do with them anymore so I literally have two cupboards that are in the garage that are just filled with that is with cookbooks.
0: Ter- you should have brought it for the donation
1: I don't want to give them exactly. up.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's how I am. I filled the trailer up with garbage and boxes and bags and things like that have just been cluttering my house. I wasn't doing the does it spark joy thing, but I was just doing the spring cleaning. And I, there, I could not put one book, not one, even if it wasn't about cooking. I mean, books are like treasured things that you hold. You can't yeah. cookbook or not. But I'm with you. Most of my cookbooks, I've just um, flipped through. And I always buy a cookbook when I'm traveling. I mean, I just brought back, I think it was five pounds of a Michelin star restaurant that had a cookbook in Mentone, And I'm not going to ever make anything out of it. And it was, you know, it's beautiful. It's It's on my coffee table in my living room. It's like a memento. It was a memento. But. Even in the restaurant, I realized that our last book is four pounds. So I wanted a bigger book. It's four pounds. And I realized the sales of this book have like really dwindled since people have to pay for luggage. Yeah. You know, you don't have an extra four pounds. If you have four pounds, like, okay, cookbook or two extra pairs of shoes.
1: Or two bottles of wine. Or
0: two bottles of wine. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, we've had to do some, you know, free shipping or this or that, but it's interesting. But digitally, I think some people will move over. Some people won't ever change, but they'll use both. I love the idea, and you can just keep coming up with them.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. kind of the point, yeah. right? It's like exactly. I can just continue start to travel. Start writing off your travel. Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if, if we can the do that The goal is to anymore. turn my
2: whole life into a tax deduction. Exactly.
0: Well, then where
1: would you start? What regions are you interested in starting with and why?
2: So the first one that I am, I'm done writing the first draft. So it's not like it's this, you know, far off thing is, is Barcelona. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. It's a Barcelona themed one with a little calzotada and, um, sort of the traditional vermouth uh-huh, as the yum. appetizer section of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other ones I'm that are close behind, I'm going to do Burgundy cause you got to do French yeah. wine country. Right. Um, and I'm some sort of Thai one. I'm not sure which, or maybe I'll do Vietnamese. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I have just too many different ways I could right. go on them. So I need to sit down and focus. That's been my problem. Cause I have like probably eight, 10 different like ideas probably. sort of have I started I have them and yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, God that's the perfect right. one for this. Yeah.
0: But I and haven't. And is it one dinner party per book? Yeah. So it's either, you know, if, if the country is a place where you would have a spread, you would do multiple regional, of, mm-hmm. right? Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Thanks. I think it sounds original.
1: Yeah. I want to incorporate music somehow where you can.
0: I know. Right. That's something I'd love to do as well. I want okay, to have a playlist I'm, maybe on Spotify. Right. That's what
1: I'm thinking. If I'm having these people over and I'm cooking this food, I want to have music from mood. that region.
2: Totally. You know, it's harder. I've been struggling trying to find some good Italian yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: like <laughs> You just search Italian lot of and you
1: get. accordion music.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. You, or you get just, I don't know. Try yeah. it sometime. It's really it's okay. harder than it sounds. Okay. I'm a little frustrated with that because
1: france i'm thinking would be beautiful because i'm even thinking about i I love listening to french rap because i have no idea what they're saying but it sounds beautiful
0: i have never heard a french rap song oh it's
1: great they have that scene in the matrix that matrix movie where the guy is swearing in french he said i love swearing in french it's like putting silk on a pig
0: (laughs) okay i am so gonna watch that movie tonight just so i can so i can see
1: that oh it's beautiful rap because i mean they could be talking about who knows what they're talking about. It sounds so beautiful. Um, Italian so rap is kind
2: of similar too. I hit some of that really? the other day looking for some Italian themed dinner music and yeah. it was like it pop, you know, contemporary Italian pop and it's like, this is like hip hop
0: right. rap. And like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wow, guys. <Yeah. laughs>
1: they're all copying us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, what are your favorite places to eat around here? Where would you go? Oh, if someone... Napa.
0: In Napa? Yes, in Napa. Oh, well, closer I mean, to
2: home. Yeah. You know, I love so many places. It's hard. I mean, basically, I found that maybe it's the same for you guys, but I have places I go to when I'm for a specific thing. Like, I don't have one favorite restaurant. I have my favorite place to go have this. My favorite place to go do that. So, I mean, Angel of course, is like go to for any time you want to do something that's a little bit celebratory or special, or just have a have a decadent lunch.
0: I haven't been in a while. Yeah, or
2: the bar is really fantastic there too, just to meet people for a drink. It's got a great wooden bar. It's very cozy Mm -hmm. in the winter. Um, I actually have been liking Compline quite a bit. Have you guys been there yet? No, wow. I have not. So kind of new. It's a bottle shop and restaurant and wine bar and they do some really great wine education classes.
0: I did. I have seen those. They do look awesome. Well
2: worth the money. Okay. Yeah. They're usually on Monday nights, which is kind of unfortunate because I have a conflict on Mondays, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did make it to a couple and they were great. So that's been fun. Um, yeah. Where else do I like to go? God, so many places. Well, Casa, so of many. course. Casa, yeah.
0: Catherine. Catherine is knocking it yeah, out. Yeah, every she's day. doing great. Yeah, she seems like her... she's doing amazing. She
2: opening a new one? Yeah, she's got her Emerville one open, and she's opening a third in San Ramon, right oh where the new God. Slanador is Good going to be. For
0: her, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. She's um, she used to own Tulake, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tulake. She was like one of the first people that bottled our fig and port, vina- our fig and port so it's just really interesting when she had that. Then we were just produce, or maybe it was the fig balsamic vinegar. I can't, one of those she was making. She's like, Sandra, you, you're ordering too little. You need to start making this yourself. I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? And, she, you know, she was so sweet and she gave us all the things. She goes, I want to do it, but you don't buy enough. It was just, it was early in the beginning. And I, boy, do I understand it now compared to how I understood it then Mm -hmm. I just felt like I was getting dumped in a nice way. She's very nice <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. I can't but, say very yeah, good. she's awesome. Good for her. That's great. Yeah. I'm excited That's for her. That's great. Yeah. That'll be good.
1: Very cool. Where do you shop? Are you one of these people that goes to one place and gets everything or you oh, go no. pick out little?
2: Mm-mm. No, I'm a Trader Joe's junkie. I love Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. I believe strongly in their products. Many of their products. And I think I
1: saw something that you wrote about Trader Joe's. It was about a uh, wine, a wine that you could pick up at Trader Joe's one time. Um, yeah. There's a couple yeah. of
2: really decent cheap wines there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, very decent like you could totally pass them people would be like oh i like that." i mean right. people do that all the time when i bring these wines so there's a really yeah. good musquete. i mean i haven't tried all the i haven't tried the local ones because mm-hmm. i live in wine country so i'm not going to buy their wine super cheap. <laughs> right. but the, the imported
0: stuff i will right. buy yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah and you know, i, I used ter- to buy wine from foods. them all the time all the time i, I mean because like you could plus. really find I, I like, like class the, uh, a class plus wines too. I, well, do, I go there. I,
1: to I get to poke around in the wine section, Then my daughter, who's ten, gets to poke around in the candy section <laughs> because <laughs> it's from all over the world. Yes. They have See, all that, and she story. especially loves the German yes. chocolates um, mm-hmm. because her cousin was living there for a while, and so she got little experience with all those little kind bars and the, the little different Kinder, um, yeah, yeah. Kander bars. And I think they're allowed to actually have the little toys in Germany. They don't there. I don't think they're as strict as we are about you children's toys st- choking, hazards? Uh, choking hazards. Yes. No, they it's have these little eggs Germany, that either. they open up the eggs and then there's a little toy inside, but, I don't think we're allowed to sell those ones here. So she had to bring some of those home from Germany.
0: Well, yeah. I think this is a really good segue. Oh, yes. To, um, so I, and I'm not, this is not an advertisement for Boxu, but Boxu is a subscription club for Japanese snacks that when I got back from Japan, um, I just loved all the snack food and the candy. So I decided I had to... I had to try this out. And especially since we're working on Noodle Spring in the ramen shop, like thinking, how can I incorporate some of this or what flavors? So I thought you would be the perfect guest since you are globally Gluttonous. flavorful, yep, <laughs> um, that we could open a few of these things. And um, if you're listening at home and obviously you can't see what we're doing, if you go to Bokksu, B- com, you can look at their website, see some of their treats. And they do a beautiful brochure with the box explaining everything because for the most part, all this packaging is in Japanese. I couldn't understand it, but this one that I pulled out first has Japanese and English. It says matcha chocolate crunch. Now I don't know if we should start with that, but why not? Why not? Sounds and good. Start um, with chocolate? so we're gonna yeah. try. That's always a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, so we're gonna try. This is the matcha chocolate crunch. It looks like white chocolate, possibly. And um, all their looks stuff like bird is birdseed
1: covered in white chocolate.
0: It looks. Yeah, I <laughs> think <laughs> that's rice. right. Or think granola. There we I'm go. I'm gonna. Can you hear my crunch?
2: <laughs> oh, nice yes. snap to that. There we go. It looks almost like a.
0: Okay, Brian. I saved half for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: it's kind of like a Twix bar.
1: Yes, so there's nothing like a Twix bar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe not Except a Twix bar shape. wait a second what What? How? it's kind of
2: like a Rice Krispie Treat coated in a matcha like a green tea does it taste like matcha or.
0: yeah mm-hmm. okay so I, I'm not a huge matcha drinker so um, yeah that it's was kind of tasty matcha, but
1: I like that yeah oh, yeah that's good that's yeah, that's a winner no,
0: that was really good um, and, Sandra,
1: are these all from different companies and producers?
0: Yes, they are all from different ones. The one I just grabbed right now is a cheese curry rice cracker. Ooh. The instructors tell you it's from the Gifu Prefecture. Um, it's made by Mori Hakuseika, And this I'll read really quickly what it says. Don't be fooled by the seemingly light cover of curry powder. This crunchy rice cracker is actually smothered in flavor. Is this the kind of stuff you would write? <laughs> I probably <laughs> I wouldn't smothered. say smothered. Okay, smothered not smothered. Flavor, <laughs> <laughs> Japanese curry, extremely oh, popular meal yeah, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And the snack is perfectly flavored to match the creamy deliciousness of this sauce over rice dish.
1: And Fint it definitely has cheese. that dried curry smell. There's a difference between that dried curry and oh, fresh curry. Yeah. You got that mm-hmm. really sort of aromatic, kind of mm. punctures your nose. That's a loud crunch.
0: Much mm-hmm. louder. It's kind of good. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fresh curry flavor. It's, yeah. it's not like it's been sitting in the pantry for the last That's six years. That's
0: one thing I think about these. They are so fresh. Mm-hmm. And I know they're not like making them right before they ship them out. Yeah. But I've never had anything stale. Yeah. And they give you two or three or four or one big bag or one small bag. And... You know, some are sweet, some are crackers, some are lotter crackers. That was kind of good. Yeah, I like nice. that one. I
1: was anticipating it being really hot from the way it said, don't be fooled oh. by the, by the <laughs> color Braises or whatever. It. I was like, oh, my God. this is good. I thought I that's really maybe why beer. you gave us water.
0: Right. Um, this is an next oh, onagiri sanbei okanamikawi sauce.
1: Oh, this got fish oil? It has
0: por- poultry it's pork. Soy.
1: Oh, poultry porn.
0: Named after the classic Japanese snack, Rice Balls Onigiri. The mm-hmm. snack sick. is peppered with parsley and furiyaki, dry Japanese seasoning, probably MSG, to capture the same traditional flavors. How is that? I
1: Tasty? love it. Tasty? Are you able to buy these? So now can you then yes, go, back, you and go back
0: and buy them? Yes, now you can go back and buy them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They always have a tea. Um... This is a green tea. This is pu- pure gyokuro green tea. Um, oh, we should taste this one. This is nice. This is like a,
2: it is nice, isn't a savory, it? crunchy rice cake. Yeah, kind of like a Worcestershire and. Yeah,
1: that's mm. what it is. That. Oh my
0: yeah, that goodness! And the packaging. The packaging is. Everything's in foil pouches, pretty much. <laughs> Can you take a picture of this one for our later? This is called Bake, and it's a bake cookie. It looks like, I don't want to say it, maybe. (laughs) until after we've tried it. They they look like um, mini cocktail hot dogs. Kind of. Oh, I was going to say like a dog treat. Oh, or a dog treat. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, we have some dog, <laughs> oh. some dog treats. There's some dog treats in that bag right up there. We some real dog treats. Am I wrong? I mean, well, we
1: could do. John's outside. We could offer him the <laughs> dog treat one and one of these and mm-hmm. see which one he thinks oh, is better. but it's chocolate, better.
0: though. It's sweet. It's chocolate. It's a fluffy mini chocolate cake that melts in your mouth with every bite. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Mm-hmm.
1: This reminds me of those Milano cookies. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they're reversed, mm-hmm. so it's way yeah. more of filling How's than that the, smell? the
0: cookie. Mm-hmm. It tastes like them, too. It's fascinating to me that there can Nummy. be this many treats. And what else? Should we taste something else? Or do you want? Another chocolate melt in your mouth?
1: I'm always up for eating um, unusual foods How about out of this one? Oil packages, this is Sandra?
0: very... Um, this is in a triangular pouch.
1: Oh, I like this packaging.
0: And um, this is a black sesame kanako chocolate azuki beans. Oh, you mm. know what you From just reminded Hokkaido. me of? What?
1: That that sesame cheesecake that we oh had at China Live last week. <laughs> Have
0: you eaten at China I Live? I haven't yet, in no. In San Francisco. Oh,
1: that was so, I mean, it was a little I intense. I didn't
0: taste it. I couldn't taste it. I was so full. We yeah. had like 18 dishes. No, I, know. I can't Ooh, believe you just we actually that. ordered dessert. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah? Hi, Remy.
1: <laughs> Wait, if I pop it like that, I'm not going to crush the little thing mm-hmm. inside.
0: Okay. I thought it was one big thing, but when <gasps> you open it, they're it a bunch ones, of yeah. little... They're little like jelly beans. The, yeah, they exactly. But What they, are these? They are beans. Azuki beans, I think. Sweet, they're black one. sesame azuki beans.
1: Oh, I'm starting to like that flavor.
0: Dipped in white chocolate, coated black sesame. Mm, this is good. Roasted soybean powder. Simple beans, uh, creamy dreamy confection hmm. it's not too sweet and it's, either no it's not too sweet nice. and I was actually reading an article about this traditional bean cake recipe um which is just interesting that we're having beans today there's a
2: lot of sweet bean things in Japan yes Most a lot mostly I
0: stay away from yeah, yeah it's
2: kind of an acquired taste when Isn't it's mostly it like mochi.
0: Mochi? Well, mochi, mochi's kind mochi. of like a,
2: d- a, more like a dough, like a, a doughy bean. It's, I think mochi's made from rice. It's like pounded. Oh, and sweet. I thought it was beans. very tender. Usually, oh, a lot of them, a lot of mochi is stuffed with like the sweet bean
0: filling. Oh, so maybe, okay, that's, that's what how you is. had it. You had like a, mm-hmm. a
2: bean mochi, but yeah. yeah, mochi itself doesn't have beans in it
1: yeah
0: huh. so would these like if we open our, our ramen shop would these be fun things to offer as desserts
1: wait a minute you just said if we open the ramen. well
0: shop. it's when when the containers have come okay um they're f- building out the kitchen
1: because i'm all excited and i have you know yeah, i, I work right down the street, the street yeah um
0: right yeah i think we should totally have a, I rice mean, should we as have a little some bar snack it's like a bar snack yeah with your beer? It's perfect. Yeah, so this one is an Ebi, Ebi, Ebi Crunch. Do you guys know what Ebi is? No. Ebi is usually no. shrimp. Shrimp. You were right. Bing, bing, bing.
2: The only so, Japanese I know is
0: food words. So <laughs> this snack, this is a New Year's, um, to, to bring in the New Year's. Looks like a sesame cracker, kind of. Like one of those sesame sticks. But it's right. rice, flavorful punch, black pepper, curry powder, garam masala. Hmm. Yeah. I can kind of get it. Mm. Palate.
1: These are all good. I They're good,
0: aren't they? Yeah. That's nice. Hopefully, we don't have any allergic reactions later in the day. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> any food allergies we should be aware of? Yeah. Mm-mm. It says everything. I how mean, how did it you says get.
1: Hooked up with this?
0: I just kinda did a, a Google search. I'd love the snacks. One of the things is they do Kit Kat. I bought two big boxes of banana Kit Kat's home. Banana. That was like banana. There are what? the markets have like fifty or sixty Kit Kat flavors yeah. available. And they're amazing. Wait, wait, where is this? In Tokyo. Like Tokyo has the most the markets, the food markets, the food halls in France or London or Tokyo or Singapore are amazing. I don't know where they are here. I mean, I like in New York, Macy's Cellar of years past, but Whole Foods is like one thing, but like if you go into Harrods or you go into any of these amazing markets in Tokyo... They are unbelievable. They're like department store, fine. You know, you walk up the aisles. It's like you feel like you should have your Sunday church clothes on. They're beautiful. And the packaging in Tokyo the presentation
2: and the packaging is, is extraordinary.
0: And you, can, you go, and there's people to help you, like a beauty counter behind every counter. And there's different manufacturers. Like you would find, you know, all the different chocolate companies or... And I just, we were in a few of them, and I was like, oh my God, I love all these snacks. And it's like, where can you get them? You can order snacks like this on Amazon. But if you don't know what anything is, what would you start by getting?
1: Right. Yeah, and I don't want 50 bags of something that I'm of not going to like. Exactly. Right. Random well, you can stuff. buy a lot of this stuff in
2: like Japantown, you know, like the Japanese grocery stores yeah. there. And you could just, I mean, there, people could explain it to you as well because going to speak Maybe, English. Maybe,
1: right. Maybe. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. thinking. I've, you know, yeah. I've lived in San Francisco and not always, you're not always going to run into someone that speaks English in Chinatown or Japantown or in, in a little store where it was like going by a family where if you said, what is this? Do you think I'd like it? They might say, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. Just buy it. Right?
2: Yeah, maybe a little one. But I feel like, well, you know, the larger ones, I think you're probably, huh? you have a better chance there than probably anywhere else Yeah,
0: in the it, States. I, um, I'm taking a picture of the uh, reveal. I mean, this <laughs> was very fun. This shrimp one was good, actually. Yeah. Was well, really if there's slow. anything else you want to open, feel free. There's way more stuff in here. Oh my God, seriously. Mm. How many different things are in there? Maybe There's like 10, 15? 10, yeah, easily.
1: How much? What, do you I mind me asking, asking how I much forget,
0: it is? I think I, think I saw. Oh guy? my. I think I saw oh. my bill. And again, it's a food thing, so it's a write off. $111 for three months. That's so like I guess it's like 30 bucks. Cheese and seaweed? cheese and seaweed. Maybe it's yeast. That is...
1: Now that tastes the most like, like American flavor to me.
2: It's like a Cheez-It with seaweed on it. Right.
0: That is fried
2: seaweed with blue cheese. Blue cheese.
0: Hmm. Blue cheese powder probably. Yum. And squid. And squid. Yeah, there's a little fishy subtle in the back. Don't need to have another one of those, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. That well, you just, know, one of
1: my daughter's um, friends it now eats the seaweed. You can get them. Oh, where are we getting them at Oliver's? I think maybe even at Costco now. It's the packages just seaweed. The basic seaweed. They sell this at Trader Joe's as well. Just uh, do say. They sell, you are getting. <laughs> I should paid. get a commission. <laughs> no, I
2: paid. should. I should say they things. have um, good stuff there too. But
1: that seaweed, it, you know, I I bought it because I saw Kaylee eating it, and she was just having it in her lunch. I got a pack home, and then just continued to sit there and eat, eat them like almost like chips so like I good. couldn't stop eating them and they, they almost melt on your tongue so mm-hmm. you're just putting them in a whole piece and then just kind of dissolves in your tongue that flavor is just so it's incredible it's a perfect snack
2: like if you oh. want a potato chip but you're, mm-hmm. you you right. know don't really want the yeah. you want to have a bite
0: of this what is that this is a white chocolate rusk it's on a baguette it's white chocolate twice baked creamy buttery slice of warm toast I wouldn't say exactly.
1: Yeah, it just looks like a piece of, it looks <laughs> like a crostini that they dipped in white chocolate. White chocolate. That's kind of odd.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it tastes like, too. And it says right. bourbon on it. Mm. Now, that's in mm. English. So I don't know if that means it has bourbon in it or that's the name of. There's a sweetness at the very end. Mm-hmm. could be like a raw sucra, waxy too. Yeah. Raw mm. sucre. I, I I'm good, thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pass on That's that one. That's my response. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, really fun. I mean, I I love the international foods, you know. You when you're traveling, you kind of get a little I get a little scared sometimes of just trying absolutely anything. And it's interesting because the food show was not that long ago. And you go into this huge hall. Have you been to the food I have, show? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, When you're walking, you don't have any, or most people don't have any objection of just grabbing something off of someone's counter and eating it. I mean, there's like it's no dangerous. rhyme and reason. It is so dangerous. I made myself so sick. So sick. <laughs> Brian went in so for... Good. 3 minutes. I don't even think you're in for 10 minutes. He was totally overwhelmed completely. It's totally overwhelming.
1: Well, there's 1400 vendors. Okay, so let me set the scene and tell me if I think Sandra is not laying this out correctly. We were we were supposed to have like an hour and a half break where I could have walked around. It got, to the, had,
0: it got to the point where you had a half hour. She
1: said, we have a half an hour. I know I have to go to the bathroom.
0: We, we, we were running late.
1: We, we were running late. And so she said, just go out there and grab some stuff for us to <laughs> eat and bring it back. <laughs> right? Because we hadn't had lunch. We're just starving at this point. At breakfast. Um, so So I walked out there and you look at all these people and I felt weird about... I'm not there as like a person who wants to put your product in my store. Right, right. I'm hungry. And so I felt weird just <laughs> walking up to people <laughs> and just like grabbing products like, and walking away I'm because like, they want to engage you. I know,
0: but you have a sign that says media. On your chest. Nobody likes media better than people that want media. Uh,
1: no, no one likes media guys. They just come up and grab food <laughs> off of your table <laughs> and, and walk away.
0: <laughs> and dash. It's what, a dine and what, dash.
1: Like, How is that positive <laughs> for them in any way?
0: Well... It would be like a so, yeah, Yelp I, reviewer. I think I grabbed
1: one dolma because I couldn't. I I saw like whole dolmas <laughs> on this one table, and I was like, "Oh, I really dolma want one now. of those." Yeah, right? so like, I grabbed one of those, and then I just went back to the to the room inside. The side. I, whole I don't even dolma. Know do those
0: are the big distributors that are there, like Roland, and you know the big companies. They always have olives and. Dolmas and stuffed red peppers. and oh, I yeah.
1: love all that stuff. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yeah,
0: yeah you would have liked yeah. that. Uh. Yeah. But it is overwhelming. And this is like, I can imagine going to like the fancy food show in Japan. And oh. would it just be this stuff M-M-G, like... OMG, right? Yeah, OMG. OMSG. OMSG.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we do seem to use a lot of initials.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Well, now...
1: I think I read an article and tell me if I'm completely crazy because I thought I was crazy about the world record. Did you write an article that had to do with snail caviar?
0: Snail caviar I don't Do you remember, remember this, and I think it was
1: about a chef that had gone to Finland and had become um, infatuated with snail caviar this
2: is ringing a very faint bell in the back of my mind I'm not sure I wrote the article maybe I shared it or something but I I was kind of fascinated with this thing yeah I might have seen
1: it It might have been like on your Facebook page but it might have been like 2012 2013 because it was yeah that's what happened to me I was fascinated by I'm like I've never heard of snail caviar what the hell is that and it was supposedly the the snails some of them take like a few days to breed and some of them take up to a couple years until you're harvesting eggs and then they say they taste really like woodsy and kind of piney. I would imagine it would depend on what they're eating as well. Right, um, but chefs, the terroir. Right, well, chefs were using this on their on their um, in the restaurant. This one chef just became fascinated with snail caviar, put it on the tasting menu, and people were coming in. And I think he probably thought that he would get a real negative reaction, but people were actually excited by it. And once you get that flavor in your mouth, we're sure. like, wow, this is something really cool. <laughs> I mean, how adventurous!
2: Who was the first Would guy
0: to do it? Right. Well, I can tell you that when we we did a cooking class in Provence years and years ago, and part of it was we went to the goat milk farm and you know milked the goats at six thirty seven in the morning. We had people with us. Um, we went to the candy place. We you know all these things. The markets. We went to the snail place because I thought. Here is a slow food, organic snail farm. It was fascinating. They eat wood. They're like, there's wood everywhere. So that That's would That's what you sense. feed them? Well, I don't know what they were eating, but like they mate them. And I think they're asexual, but I can't, now I can't remember. But I remember like after <laughs> the whole trip you gave, all the guests got a comment card. Like they could tell you like how their trip was, like what their favorite things We definitely got negative marks. Like, why did you take us to a snail a snail farm? It was fascinating. It was fascinating. Great, but some people were not quite so fascinated. I mean, there were snails. So inside, there were like different areas and sinks, and like they were separating snails. And they had this tiny store that was maybe like two feet by three feet with jars of snails and fresh snails and whatever. And then outside, there were like a huge like like you would see a farm but there was wood and they're crawling on the wood so I don't know if like they put the feed on the wood and then I, I I'm not explaining very like they were trays right like these wooden trays that they were being harvested in and there maybe there were lids on them I can't remember now but millions of snails and that's the snail farm that everybody in that region buys their snails and that's all for the escargot for all for the escargot
1: Mm -hmm. interesting so i would imagine at some point someone looked at these eggs and said i mean we can either we can either have more snails or we can (laughs) Can put this on something and see what it tastes like right
0: right or maybe they use a ricer and they rice the snail and they call it Smell. No, 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 no. no, no. no. no.
1: If, if you saw the picture I posted last night, it's beautiful. I mean, it looks like caviar and it's on our bite talk. Um, so I'm going to look like a yeah. light color. Yeah. They're like um, white colored mm-hmm. and they're, they're really pretty. I mean, they look like pearls. Yeah. Um, beautiful. And then I, I was doing some hashtags, and I wanted a hashtag, no pita I wasn't sure if there that was a hashtag. It is, but I didn't put it on there because I thought that would just troll them even, yeah. even more. OMG. But I but I, want- s-
0: I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I just opened Instagram. I yeah. just told you about this cookbook from Mirazara that I brought home. I guess he just got three Michelin stars. Hey. Wow. I didn't know we were at a three. I, think maybe, I thought he was one, but maybe it was two. Mauro Colagreco in Menton, restaurant Mirazur. Wow. Wow. Congratulations, Congratulations Mauro, if you're listening to us.
1: Good <laughs> job. Pauvel.
0: Good job, gastronomy. Go Beautiful. back to what you were saying. I'm sorry.
1: Um,
0: Have you heard of Snail white? No. So there's
2: this. In, I think I saw this in Japan when I was there a couple years ago. There's this um, beauty product, actually a whole line of beauty products called Snail White, and it's the the key active ingredient is the snail slime, which apparently has oh very no. amazing regenerative. We're going to you know, talk about mucus again.
0: No.
1: So <laughs> it's,
2: it is a little. Of course, I had to buy it. it right. Yeah.
1: So now, <laughs> they, are <laughs> they harvesting it, or are they actually putting snails on your? No,
2: no, no. It's, it's like a normal beauty product. It comes in okay. a jar. There's no snails in sight, and there's no snails okay. on the there's packaging. There's no live It's just called snail white. That's the only reference. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Interesting. The texture of it is a little disturbing. Right. Right. You can imagine. Right. But apparently this stuff is wildly popular in Japan, and I have a friend who had this suddenly started having this weird like, skin issue on her hand, nothing she was trying was working, and I had given her my snail white that I picked up and she put it on and the thing whatever it was up, disappeared qu- within like a couple of days wow so it's like a miracle cure for whatever that wow kind of diagnosed snail thing
0: white
1: was. I'm ordering some snail caviar and some and snail some white snail I know we can see what resources. I look like next week this is week.
0: beautiful this picture of snail caviar it is, it is. I it's would gorgeous. be interested it's in beautiful. tasting it's this I think where do pick, you get it I
1: think you should pick it up at the girl in the fig
0: okay where can we get it now yes maybe we're gonna have to caviar service yeah this looks really fascinating
1: and the flavor is completely different Did than traditional caviar. It? No. But, oh, but, so, but it, it says but has like it's more not of that salty. forest. Right. You know, it's, it's not that see. flavors of the ocean. This is I'm more it. forest flavors. Yeah. It, and
0: it's, it's in French. It's like La Pearl de Something Something Something. Yeah.
1: If you just look it up, you can, you like can white, see that. Like little pearls. Most of them, it looked like one company that was doing most of the production mm-hmm. for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really cool. How lucky are we to have all these fascinating, fascinating things? I mean, the reality is, is like a lot of the stuff was there way before packaging. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, we come in and we market all this stuff and put it in cute packaging and sell it for lots of money.
2: And told other people about it too. Yeah, I mean, that's good. These are like excited. local delicacies. Yeah, so I never no heard of that
0: until before. today.
1: Neither had I. <laughs> yeah,
0: until yesterday. The importance <laughs> of
1: food writing, I'm telling exactly.
0: you. Exactly. Right. It's fascinating. We got to get some of this, Sandra.
2: I I'm try going it. to. I'm going to try and see where I can get it. What do you think is the right wine pairing for this?
0: I have to taste it we'll first. Have to try I don't it, know. Right? Oh, yeah. What I'm would have been the wine pairing I'm for this? Saki. Beer. I would go with beer, <sighs> beer. For a lot of these. Yeah.
1: Rose.
0: <laughs> rose. And that was Rose. you Rose. Everyone. sparkling wine with a lot That's of a, them. Yeah, Rose yeah. would be nice with this little guy. Yeah. Really goes. fun. I would encourage people to try it or just go to Japantown and buy one bag at a time totally. instead of a whole box of 10 bags. But really kind of fun. I look forward to I can tell when the box is there comes from Japan. And because it has Japanese writing all over the outside, and I could tell it was like cleared through customs. I love it. Mm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. Like, okay, the kids are getting snacks at the office tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I'm loving these.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh those well, are pretty, yeah, that's the ones savory. with the blue cheese powder. Did
2: you get yeah. to try the um, cherry blossom flavor Kit Kat while you were there? Oh,
0: um, I didn't, but I brought, that's the, like almost one of the only things I brought home was some uh, cherry blossom sugar, oh. which I have not opened. Oh, I didn't see that when I was Beautiful. there. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's like my favorite favorite yeah. dessert yeah. flavor in Japan, but but yeah, true. I mean, no, the the season of the month was banana when I was mm. there, and then in these department stores they have like Kit Kat kiosks, and so um, with like all the flavors you can get like a mixed box, or and you can tell they're artificial flavors, oh, yeah. but yeah. it's it's what you expect it to be, and so it like kind of matches it. Well, at least it matched my expectations pretty
1: closely. Isn't Kit Kat, that's uh, like Mars. I uh, thought it was uh, Mars or Hershey's. Is it Mars or So, Sorry. So we're just doing a lot more work over there. You think we got a factory over there where they're just pumping out these different flavors?
0: I guess so. And they're all, they were small. I never saw any full size ones. They're mm-hmm. all minis. Oh, uh, Interesting. And the packaging is a little bit extreme for the, like the big box, the gift box, because it uses a lot of packaging, which doesn't seem like it's the very best dramatic. Thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I guess banana Kit Kat. You want just a small one? If, yeah. I mean, you're getting a large no, no, one. No, you But I got to tell
0: you, I got to tell you, they're really addicting, and you just can't stop at one banana Kit Kat. <laughs> 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 I just don't think you can. Right. I mean, I couldn't. But there's a lot of things I would say that I can't stop after one, and there's a few things you could say.
1: There's a lot of things. A lot things. Of things. <laughs> yeah. A Look at me, things. I'm feeding my face for <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is pretty fun. Oh I love uh, well, this is so exciting! I can't wait to. Um, I want to do a launch party for you at Sweet D when you launch your your f- first couple books. Awesome! I would love yeah, that. Yeah, and we That's could fun. actually do the whole dinner. Yeah, Ooh, wouldn't and, that be great? And you've got yeah. a sound
1: system, so we could play we have, the music.
0: Exactly, right. and yeah, okay. I'm putting that out on the table. So now you really have to get uh, it now done. Now I
2: really have to do it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> sounds, sounds like, like it's sorry. almost there, Sandra. It's okay. That doesn't scare me. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm cool.
2: people test it right now for oh, me. Oh, so that's great. Sure. So yeah,
0: that's awesome. Enough. That's someone's calling right now to order one. I think that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Get the phone. (laughs) Get the phone. Phone's ringing again. (gasps) Oh, well, that's what happens when you share your resources. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, this is awesome. This has been really fun. This has been fun, you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thanks coming for sure. on with oh, us. Oh, kidding. It's an honor. So people should follow you on Instagram.
2: On Instagram, yes. Um, my business name is Hedonism Inc. With a K. And why? So I like to write about things that are fun. Mm-hmm. Hedonism. And it's writing, so it's ink, even though right. I don't always print right. and you've off. had that forever. Forever, yes. Yeah, yeah. Since I started... Writing um, on the side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he needs a mink, all one word, is my Instagram handle, and um, I also started an Instagram account for Wanderlust Supper Club. Oh, so I'm gonna follow it right now. I haven't now. been posting much lately, okay, but well, that's um, okay. I will be ramping up on that once I actually finish writing it. Okay. So, right. Yeah. So
1: tell us what. So, yeah. Wait, how, wait. Uh, how do we? Uh, do we just go to mink? Oh, Nismake I'm already on? following Hedonism you.
2: Mink.com. I was to say I thought you were following me already. Oh, so bike club's following you. Good job, right. You're welcome. All right. I also have a website for my writing, which is hedonisminc.com. Just a little bit of info about me. Okay. I'm also on Facebook, just under my name.
1: Perfect.
0: That's awesome. This was so fun. Yeah. This is um, Look Thank you for so much. the eBooks that are going to come out um, soon. You'll be the first to know. Yeah, and you can for you to have a professional, fabulous dinner party, uh, making it easy for you. But how great is that? Hopefully really great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to have you on the show. It's always great. Yeah. To
1: see. And we had a beautiful day and nice. We're having a beautiful week. I'm looking out the windows here at the roan room onto the, onto the farm and it's going to be a good week. I've been missing the sun. Um, and Sandra, thank you for sharing all of your goodies. You didn't have to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. of course I did. And anything anything that's
1: open, I will. Take home. a couple of them home because I'd like Please to see do. what my daughter thinks of them. This is a flavor profile that she's not oh, familiar with yet cool. as far as mm. like, you know, she's had like teriyaki chicken, but if something that's got a little more stronger flavor as far as curry or it. fish or mm-hmm. something like that, it'd be interesting to see what she says.
0: Well, will you report back next week?
1: Of course. I'll actually post her um, reactions on <laughs> Instagram if you want. <laughs> yeah, it, that would yeah be she, uh, I don't think they're going to be smiles. She's... <laughs> She started off as very adventurous food person. You know, she's not adventurous with me. She's adventurous with other people. Right. If she's off, well, tell you know, her from
0: there, from her aunt Sandra.
1: Okay, if I tell her that, maybe she'll maybe she'll she'll kind of like fake she, a smile. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. That's delicious. <laughs> 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 and then as soon as I hit stop on my phone, she'll be like. Bah, bah. <laughs>
0: You trained her well. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> one of those kids. All uh, right. Well,
1: thank you so much, Deirdre. It's uh, Sandra. We will look forward to uh, talking to you all next week. You can find us at thebitegoeson.com. You can download all of our episodes at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Bite Talk. And we will be posting pictures not only of Deirdre, but also but uh, some of the foods that we were eating today. And uh, if you have any suggestions for guests we would love for you to reach out to us also on itunes or spotify or wherever you're downloading the podcast please feel free to shoot us a review good or bad we'd love to hear it this is brian casey and saundra bernstein we will talk to you next week